0: Dance.
1: So have you ever ordered anything from the Sweetwater Musical Company?
0: I have not.
1: Okay. I don't that's not their actual it's Sweetwater something. It might just be Sweetwater Inc. if I'm being honest. Um <laughs> They have customer service representatives that want to make sure that not just that you're enjoying the product, that you're living your best life in any way possible. And I thought <laughs> okay. for a while that it was just me to a point that yeah. I don't, I don't pick up They're in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And I know it's the only Fort Wayne, Indiana phone number that could possibly be calling me. So I just don't pick that area code up. I just, if it, right. like, hey, you ever try and call me from Fort Wayne, Indiana, it's not getting picked up. It's just not, not getting picked up. Um, so my microphone and my like m- microphone interface to make it go into my computer. Cause it's an XLR microphone, right? Um, right. I bought all this from Sweetwater because it was on sale and it was a good good price for it and everything like that. And everything was fantastic. Shipped in like twenty four hours. It was great. They sent me a little, some candy to go with it, like in the box with a Ooh. yeah. It was great. It's fantastic. And then they call you on the customer like the day it's scheduled to be delivered. They must have like backtracking like set up their customer service right. reps will call you the day it's delivered and say hey, your stuff's there. My name's Chris. If you need anything, I'm here. I'm like, wow, this is really nice. It makes you feel really, really good, you know? Yeah. But they don't stop there. I call you a week later. <laughs> hey, how's that stuff working? Everything come, like, have you used it? Is it working good? How's it? Yeah, it's working great. It's fantastic. Awesome. Again, name's Chris. If you need anything, give me a call. All right. Okay. Pretty yeah. good customer service. Six months go by. Hey. Just wanna let you know. If you need anything, following up. If you need anything ever again from Sweetwater, <laughs> you just let me know. I'll ho- I'll hook you up. I can I can get you deals if you call through me. Just let me know. All right. Yeah. Six months later. And six months later. And say I stopped. I stopped answering. I'm like, I, don't. I bought this microphone a year and a half ago. I don't need five more phone calls asking if it still works and reminding Listen. me to use Sweetwater.
0: Yeah, one time it's not going to be working, and then you're going to have to call Sweetwater, and then Chris is going to say, I knew you'd come crawling back. I knew you'd they be back. They always do.
1: I knew you'd be back. Uh, <laughs> it's purely wild, the strategy, but it's not just me, and I don't know why, but I... St- I have niche interests and hobbies frequently. This sweetwater experience I thought was very niche. I thought like was a me thing. Yeah. Right. I'm getting TikToks about people and their sweetwater representatives. I'm like, it's not just me. Wow. It's not just me. Other people are experiencing the same thing I am that they'll have. And it's it's the funny Hey, how are you sleeping tonight? I just wanna make sure. If you need it <laughs> like it's I'm telling you. It's not just me. It's wild out there. These Sweetwater customer service reps are wild and out there.
0: Aggressively helpful customer service.
1: Aggressively helpful. Uh, <laughs> it is. If you ever order anything, order anything from, because from, I, it's a good company. They ship really well. I've ordered other things later. Uh, like this boom mic, or the boom that I use for uh, my microphone. Yeah. I've ordered from there later. I just did not pick up the, the area code. Uh, After after it shipped. Once I got here, I'm like, all right, Fort Wayne, Indiana, you're blocked again. You're done.
0: Do you think it's the same guy? Do you think that he is your guy? Like, anytime you do an order now, it's going to come to him?
1: Chris feels so familiar that I feel like it has to be like the one that I had. Like, Chris feels like that's my my rep. Yeah. It's also the name they use on the TikToks that I found. So either Chris is working Mm. overtime and just putting in the dials (laughs) <laughs> or Sweetwater has the best AI phone service of any company that's ever existed.
0: So it's one or the other. Damn. Well, we'll find out one day. I'll order a mic, and we'll see who comes calling me.
1: It's got to be Chris. I can only imagine.
0: It's got to be. Got to be Chris. <laughs> Welcome to Big Dad Energy: The Journey of Parenting and Adulting Through the Eyes of Two Young Dads. I'm your co-host Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is my co-dad Jerry Manzky. Jared, how the heck are ya?
1: Joseph. I'm good. I'm good. Uh good. Recording schedule's a little weird this week, but sometimes it, it like it's nice to break up the schedule a little bit, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um so I oh, feel show. good. I feel good. Um
0: Yeah. It's it's good recording at noon and not at eight thirty at night. You know, sometimes the eight thirty at nights so they get a little like late, kind of are sleepy.
1: I but, truly it's hard to put into words the difference in energy levels I have once the clock strikes six thirty. Like, I'm good. It's a good day. Afternoon hits. I'm like, still fine, still good. Six thirty hits. I'm like, I. Day's over. I'm not even. I can't done. I can't even fall asleep. This is a problem that Katie and I have had. Are the, whole, we've been together almost ten years, which is wild to say. We've been together almost 10 years, and the whole time we've been together, this has been an issue. When Katie's done for the day, she goes to bed. She's like, all right, i I've run out of energy. Right. I'm going to sleep to recharge the energy to start the next day with more energy. I'm like, all right, I've run out of energy. I can't fall asleep for another three hours. How do I survive yep. between 6.30 and 10 o'clock when I can finally actually go to bed? Like, how do I fill right. this time period here? where i have no energy to do anything but i cannot fall asleep
0: yeah oh video games and reading i guess
1: podcasting video games vinegar. yeah
0: know. nerd hey are you gonna say vinegar
1: no i was gonna say video games podcasting and it, like <laughs> the vineyard <laughs> so whatever
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. What uh you- how have you been what's been oh god uh we overlapped there um i'm good um well, for the most part, I'm good. We got boned with taxes, but I guess Ugh. that's just safe uh, when uh, you have a self uh, employed human. Um, but it's only this year, next year, switching over to W2, so it should be fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or this year, switching over to W2. So next year, we should be good, should be solid. Um, just this year pain way more than we anticipated which sucks so
1: I never have envied yeah. anybody that is not I've always always literally my whole life been on W2 um yeah i never had to like self report income or anything like that I have seen the videos and the TikToks I I don't know if we've I'm sure if we've been doing this podcast for years I'm sure I've brought up my grandfather was a tax accountant for ever mm, uh, for okay. like 20 years yeah. um and he uh so I know a fair share about taxes just from from having that, um, and I've never once like been jealous of somebody that is is not on W two because even our buddy Kevin yeah. was a freelancer forever and would talk about like having to do taxes quarterly, having to do like yeah, you have to set aside your money. Like I know it's different because like it's just a mentality difference. I've never seen that money yeah. right. So I get to the end of the year. I'm like, cool, free money back because I've never seen it. I like it doesn't even go in my right. bank account. I know it's not the the financially smart thing to do. Right, the financially smart thing is to keep the money and pay the tax. Does not matter to me. I don't want to see it. Don't tell me I have the money. Yeah, be a nice little bonus at the beginning of the year. So, uh, I would just I I am the worst. I would I would spend it there. I would be in tax debt forever. I would I would be the worst. Yeah,
0: ever. we so. We should do it quarterly, or we should have. Again, this year, now that she's switching W two doesn't matter. Um, we should have done it quarterly, but the year prior, we didn't, and our tax guy, we only owed like a thousand or something like that, which sounds like a lot. Sure, and it is, but it's
1: a whole year of taxes, but, right? Like, that's only yeah, Only thousand dollars for all your taxes is, is less.
0: Yeah, and I do pull out thirty percent of the paycheck and put it away in a tax account that we typically don't touch. So when we did our taxes for twenty twenty two, um, we didn't we only owed like just over a thousand and he was like, you know, if if Kayla stays at the same rate, you know, you should be good. You shouldn't have to worry about paying quarterly. Well, she did way better in twenty twenty three than she did in twenty twenty two. And so that bumped her pay up and that just, mm-hmm. you know, is what led us to owe more. And because we thought, you know, oh, we were in that mindset of, oh, it was only like a $1,000 or whatever, we used some of that tax money for things like our car breaking down right, and right. projects on our house. Uh, so now we're just, you know, tightening up the purse strings and uh, putting away a little. We have till April 15th, you know, tax day uh-huh, uh, to pay. Right. So so we're saving up some more quiche to, uh, to throw to the old Uncle Sam. Old Uncle Sam, he
1: needs it. He needs it from you.
0: Yeah, apparently, apparently, <sighs> um, but that's been fine. Our water softener broke. Uh, yeah, it's just like so. We had our car break. We had this. We had our water softener break. Thankfully, I fixed the water softener. I got in the boy. innards of the mechanisms and found the p- piece that was missing or that was broken. Ordered that. It was only like nine bucks, and you know, took apart the the motor and everything and swap that piece out and now it's good.
1: Slowly but surely we're becoming our father-in-laws. Slowly but surely. <laughs> like, I think back, I fixed my furnace, you know, like a month and a half ago, right? <laughs> it was it was being annoying. I went in there, watched a YouTube video, did not use the crisp $5 bill the guy asked me to, but like, just yeah. those little things of like, furnace isn't working, I know how to fix it. I'm just going to go in and do it slowly but surely yeah we're 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 getting there
0: yeah and i learned a lot about water softeners which i didn't didn't think i ever would i uh which is pretty cool
1: we're on city water we don't have yeah
0: listen i live you know in nowhere
1: you live in the boonies you know (laughs) what what's funny though is we had a water softener growing up and i grew up in a suburban town you know it's not yeah. It wasn't as big as the town I live in now, but it was not small. Um
0: No. No, not at all.
1: And so like we had two high schools. I think any town that has two high schools just not count yeah. as a small town. Um, and we had a water softener. But we were on city water.
0: Yeah, I mean I think it's right. I think it's just the area, right? I mean, over on that west side in that area, I'm sure the water isn't top notch amazing. I mean, it's probably being pulled from Lake Michigan. Yeah. But you know, I'm that area on the west side seems pretty country like. It is. You know, like there's, it's a lot of flat ground. It's a lot of so I got to imagine the water is not amazing. Like it, you know, and that's why we have a water softener here. We have village water, but it, you know, isn't great. The village so. water
1: is well water. It's it's village water. <laughs> it's well water.
0: Right. So yes, we have that going on. Um, we were on a really good streak of Cora um, sleeping in her bed and not having accidents. Uh, Last night, she came into our bed and had an accident.
1: Uh, A twofer. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she's been coming into our bed every night for the last couple nights, and then last night, she came into our bed, and that's on me. It's like the one night I didn't ask her when she came into our room, hey, do you need to go to the bathroom? And I was like half asleep, so I just threw her in the bed, and then like 15, 20 minutes later, she goes... Daddy, I had an accident. I was like, ah, no. Mm. Yeah. That's hard. But, uh, yeah. Other than that, we're all right. Grayson's whiny. Cora's a four-year-old, so she's sassy and angry in the evenings every night. Um, but, yeah, other than that, we're good. How are, how are you all? How's the Shudmanskis?
1: We're all right. We're surviving. Katie starts a new job next week, so we're a little bit, like, this week was a little bit topsy-turvy in the fact that, like, Katie's home with the kids, which is great, but also she's trying to move stuff into her new classroom, and also, like, right when they're home, it's just a different. I have a really tough time separating, like being at work, and like yes, I even feel more guilty about it because, like, I know I need to be downstairs at my computer working, and so I don't go upstairs, but I'm still listening to the pitter patter of feet. I'm still listening to. Ben yelling at Pootie and somebody crying and things like that. And like, I'm not as focused as I need to be on work. And I'm also not upstairs helping. So I'm in this like terrible halfway house of like, yeah, I know I should be working and I should just be focused on working, but I'm also, or I should go upstairs and help with the kids, but I'm doing neither. Right. And it's like, this is, yeah, it's always hard. And it was only one week. So I'm not, you know, it's not the end of the world. um But like when Katie's home for the summertime, I, I have this same problem of like, I need to be where my feet are in one place or the other. And I, I struggle. I I have a hard time with it. Um,
0: yeah, I think that's one of the big dilemmas with working from home. Um, you know, I work from home two days a week and one of those days, well, Wednesdays and Fridays, Fridays, Cora doesn't have school. Usually mm -hmm. she goes to my mom's. We're, We're recording this on Friday, but Kayla doesn't have any clients today. So Cora's home. And thankfully Kayla and Cora are having a good day. But, uh, it definitely is tough when that happens, but for the next month, I will be working from home because we're switching offices. Oh yeah! And on Thursdays, Kayla has off with Grayson, so those are the days that are hard when I have to be home on a Thursday because Grayson is much more needier than than Cora is. Yeah. And hearing yeah the crying, the yelling, the arguing, the footsteps, you know it is rough. Not focusing on one or the other.
1: It it is you know it something we got to fight with and and. You know, yeah. come summertime, and here's the, the thing about it, too, is, like, come summertime, I will get better at it, and then I'll be, like, I'll be a little bit relieved when Katie goes back to school just because the house is quiet again, but yeah, it is also really nice having them home, right? Like, I was talking about, I can go upstairs yeah. and eat lunch with them, or, like, uh, I can help out when I can help out. But it's also really stressful like right now right before we started recording this i was on camera doing a conversation like with my boss like actually doing work and working and things like that and katie texted me that will was asleep and needed to get put down it's like i can't i like i'm br- right. still in a meeting and so like we're in this like i can help when i can but also there's sometimes when i can't and then i want to be and then i'm like back in that half. So it's tough. It, it's tough. It's, you know, that's life.
0: That's life. That's life. Um, Yeah. Anything else going on with you all? How, how are the kiddos? Uh, the kiddos crazy are crazy still.
1: Kiddos are crazy. They're crazy. I Will's getting <laughs> more teeth. We have tried to get him in his bed and continue, continue, continue to try and get him in his bed. And every time we make, like last week, he had finished teething, would sleep in, in his bed until like midnight and then come to our bed. Right. So like half a night in his bed, yeah. half a night in our bed, which is progress. Big progress. Yeah. We're we're back to now he's like not even like mm. like and the problem is it's not like we're not trying. We put him down last night. We recorded the interview you guys were about to hear. We recorded last night. We put him down in his bed at seven thirty. He fell asleep. And we recorded that that interview at 8.30. I told Katie, I was like, hey, are you sure? You're going to have to stay awake until I'm done recording because, like, I can't come help with him until uh, we're done. She goes, yeah, I have some work to do, so we're we're just going to try and put him in his bed. And then if he wakes up, like, he wakes up and we'll figure it out.
0: Yeah.
1: 8.10, she texted me and said, can you come help put him back down? 8.10, he was asleep from... Seven thirty to like seven fifty. She fed him again Ooh. and then I like told me to come help put him down. It's it's just like unsustainable. I don't even know. Yeah. It's wild. Uh so back it's, to the drawing board. We're just gonna keep trying what we can keep trying and and, and go from there. So Yeah.
0: Yikes. Yikes are rooney. It's tough. Kids are tough, man. They're just hard. Um and
1: it's at the point now where they're just hard. You know, for a long time it's like, oh, this is frustrating. And sometimes it is, don't get me wrong. Like do I wish I had my own life and like able to have those couple. I remember about this time when Ben was this age, when he started sleeping through the night and it was like the most freeing thing in the world. You're like, I yeah, can play video games and Katie can go to bed and like, it's back to normal. Like life is back to normal. Um, yeah. And now it's at the point where it's like, I don't even wish for that anymore. I just like, it'll just be what it'll be. There's nothing I can do anymore.
0: Uh n- no kidding. I know like every night I have intentions of once the kids are in bed, I'm going to, you know, either do chores or write, you know, whether it be D&D or like screenplays, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, like just write ideas. And yeah, like I, they're up until 10:30 or whatever, like fighting sleep, and by the time they pass out, I'm like, "Man, oh man, I'm done." I I am Dunzo.
1: I don't even have a bedtime anymore. I used to like sneaky have a very rigid bedtime where like 11 o'clock would hit and I'd be playing video games and that would be my indicator of like okay time to be done go upstairs be asleep by like 11:30 because it takes me like 30 minutes to fall asleep. If I'm a little bit more tired, that's 10 o'clock fall asleep by 10:30. Right, get that extra hour. I just fall asleep whenever I fall asleep now. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes it's not. Yep. Sometimes I'm laying in bed holding Will, like trying to get him back down to sleep, and I fall asleep, and that's the time I fall asleep. Right. And sometimes it's midnight, and it's like I I'm just asleep whenever I'm asleep. I don't know anymore.
0: Yeah. One day, one day they'll be in school and probably have decent bedtimes.
1: You gotta hope, right? They gotta but... sleep one time. One time <laughs> they gotta at least sleeping.
0: one time. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah. So Jared and I did an interview with two people that are very special to me, Um, Matt and Alicia Ball. They are two of my friends from the camp that I volunteer at, and they also have a very, very different uh, household situation than we do. Uh, We have two kids, and Jared has two kids. They have two kids as well, but they have twins. Uh, They have twin two-year-old girls, um, and boy howdy was it interesting to hear everything that they've been through with these two girls um so we will go ahead and get our interview going with matt and alicia ball and about their twins all right and now with us today we have matt and alicia ball two people from my camp family that we are bringing into the big dad energy world Uh, Because they have a very different lifestyle than us. uh, (laughs) And the fact that they have two two two-year-old twin daughters. Uh, So welcome, you two. Thank you so much for coming on.
2: Thanks for having (laughs) us.
0: Yeah. So uh, you have two two two-year-old daughters. Um, What a life that is. Um, (laughs) I can't even imagine it. So real quick, I just kind of want to like... Overview, what's life like right now in this moment with the two two two-year-olds? Busy.
2: Yep. Um, In one word. Busy is the one word. We both work full-time. And so um, shout out to all the double working parents. Um, I don't know how we're doing it, but somehow it's all getting done. Yeah. Somehow.
1: Right. (laughs) Boy, do I feel that. Uh, As (laughs) I have a... my kids are three and a half and one and a half. Um, and so you t- you guys split down right down the middle of mine. Um, uh-huh. And busy is the only word. It's the only word. It's yeah. There's literally nothing else to describe. Joe and I have talked a lot over the last, uh, well, 18 months um, about what it's like having two kids and the difference between one and two. And there's so many times where I've thought like, Man, if we just waited a little bit longer to have that second one, like knowing what I know now, if we just spread it out a little bit, waited for uh, like having another kid at two, like imagine <laughs> you right now thinking, oh, yeah, let's let's just throw another one into this mix. Let's just add this up together. And
2: Absolutely not. Yeah, no thanks. Couldn't do it. It's right truly insanity,
1: I, what we were thinking. But we were so like naive when we had one kid. You guys never had that opportunity. So what was it like from the beginning did it always feel like you were drowning like from the very start or did it take some time like joe and i've kind of gone over about like one kid in a newborn phase at that time you're you're so i don't know drunk on your own punch right about like this is i think i'm busy now because this whole new baby's in my life but when you look back on it you know eight you know eight months later you're like oh that was nothing i they laid on the couch and i got to watch all my tv shows it was nothing so were you guys ever like that did you ever have that like honeymoon period or was it always from the get-go just pedals to the metal let's go
2: it's been full throttle so probably helpful context as well to know is so matt is now a full doctor of pharmacology is that he's he's a pharmacist heck yeah But when (laughs) we were um, expecting, he was not yet. And so he was in (laughs) uh, a full blown post grad program. Um, When I gave birth, he was actively doing like rotation work in the hospital. Um, And so at no point was it chill. Um, And (laughs) um, I don't know if this is like dad podcast territory, but like I was complete milk over producer mode too. Mm, and yeah. so I was pumping like 20 ounces every session and because of twins and the logistics of all of it, like full on breastfeeding was not a choice, but um, exclusive pumping, totally a choice. Yeah. We made it happen for six months and that made it so that we were a factory. Yeah. like constant turning over of the next things and every iteration of life since then has just been a different, different type of factory.
1: Yeah.
3: I think like the perspective, at least for me and probably for you as well, a little bit comes when we have like one girl homesick. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh wow. Like this is what it, this is what (laughs) it it would have been like one, like one child. I I think (laughs) that is like, yeah. I think that really is the point, like the comparison point that I think about it the most of like stopping for a second and be like, oh my gosh, like, there's right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we wouldn't have it any other way. Georgia no, and Lily, phenomenal, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't go back, wouldn't ha- want to just have one of them. Um, but it is, yeah, it gives you perspective. It's yeah. just like, goodness, the, the, the night and day difference is <laughs> um, a lot.
2: It, yeah.
1: It's crazy even now. So my son goes to preschool only uh, twice a week, half day is my oldest. Uh, and on those two, it's Tuesday, Thursday. And on those mornings where it's just my 18 month old, like walking around the house, everything's so chill. Like the, everything is so easy. And you're like, this yeah. is, what? why, why is like, but then they get together and it's, it's madness all the time. Just anarchy. Um, yeah. <laughs> another question I had. So taking it all the way back to the beginning when did you guys uh, broadly speaking could you touch on your birth story like about how you found out you had twins and and how that whole process went how you dealt with it at the beginning and everything like that
2: for sure yeah
3: Yeah. so we uh alicia was we were expecting just like kind of still in the post-covid period where like doctor's appointments i wasn't able to go to all of them actually Mm -hmm. there was Mm -hmm two i think two appointments that i was able to go to the 20 month uh, or 20 week appointment where which is the appointment that we found out that we were expecting twins the ultrasound um that late what no no no, what was it? no. <laughs> oh, sorry no. Timelines. it's no. a dad podcast we found out we, much earlier what, was, uh, what week was it
2: seven <laughs> Seven.
3: Okay. Seven weeks. Sorry. <laughs> seven weeks. So my, my twenties and my sevens get mixed up. sometimes. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Well, you were um, sure. you weren't
1: there, so it's okay.
3: Right. Exactly. So I was able to go to the appointment that we found out we were expecting twins. Thank Very goodness. surreal experience. Right. We, it was, um, there, you know, they've got the ultrasound up and, and we heard here's baby one and here's baby two. And it was just like, you know, like pausing for a moment. And I, I, Asked the doctor are you joking and he was like no we don't joke about that, um, God, thinking, I like, that was a perfectly not. logical question in the moment right like he's like you no, no, he no, gotta no, make no. that joke sometimes <laughs> yeah. but apparently not um and i was definitely i was very excited to hear that not being the one thinking about wow two kids growing inside <laughs> of me for the next six months as it turned out um <laughs> and i think i think our 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 emotions were kind of opposite in that where you weren't not excited but thinking about
2: i mean joe yeah. you know it's not often where i'm at a loss for words right it is rare when i am ever silent and that was the moment <laughs> where i was literally just like i had a i remember very specifically there was a single tear that went down my face of just like shock uh because oh, matt and i both like were both cancer survivors mm-hmm. that's like a part of our story we assumed we were going to have every challenge on earth getting pregnant and so yeah. we got pregnant very quickly yeah that was surprising Yep, i felt like garbage but i yeah. had never been pregnant before i didn't know what was normal and what was not turns out right Twins and both girls will make nausea a very <laughs> yeah. big thing. Um, and then we went into that first appointment, and literally, I—I I don't think I said much of anything. No. And then when we got in the car, I was like, "Okay, I need a, like a quick moment to panic, and then I'm good. Like I'm yeah. solid for the rest of it. But yeah. I need a quick panic moment because this is happening to my body. Um, and then after that, like, we just figured it out. We had to deal with like yeah. the realities of twins because the first right. conversation they have with you is like vaginal birth highly unlikely yeah probably not gonna happen um which i was not married to that idea that was not something i felt passionate about so no issues there but right likely having a NICU stay that was a bigger thing for us and they did have yeah we did have a short NICU stay for lily
3: about a couple two weeks i think two when weeks. it was all said and done she was there mm-hmm. um which made it challenging my we had help come into town with my parents and Alicia's parents both helped out so that we could go visit because they weren't, again, like still in the post-COVID period, they weren't letting,
1: mm-hmm.
3: like we, we couldn't bring Georgie to visit Lily. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, we were allowed to go and that was basically it.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: and so we managed to make it there every day. But, you know, again, this is, uh, you know, I, I'm in the middle of my fourth year rotations of pharmacy <laughs> school. Um, Alicia's, you know, on maternity leave but just in the post-birth period recovering from a c-section um and trying to at the end of a long day of taking care of a child and me coming home from rotation like put everything together and all right now we got to go we're we're going to go to the NICU to visit our our other daughter who is there um and we we made it there every day but it was I I mean just yeah just challenging like like again going back to the word busy like it was always busy from from the get go, from even before birth. But like, yeah, especially bringing them home, like on the day that we brought Georgie home, um, yeah,
2: a factory of different types every single yeah. step of the way.
1: Yeah, that's wild. I don't think we left the house for two weeks after after Ben oh, was yeah. born. So like, to imagine having a newborn at home and having to leave to go visit your other one, that is, I, I you guys are are superheroes. There's no... there's. Yeah. I I don't know if I could even handle it. That's wild.
2: I don't know that we did either, but, like, I mean, just the same as any other parent, you just do what you have to do to get through the moments of Mm -hmm. it all, um... But there was, like, a moment in all of that. I don't... You guys aren't from the Chicagoland area, so this might just zoom right over your head. Portillo's has a a cake shake, and it literally is a shake with a piece of cake in it. Portillos
1: is I'm not it. a Chicago land specific. Trust me. I, that is they brought
2: you guys. <laughs> that's true.
1: Yeah. that we have one we have one now actually. I, Joe, it's like two and a half hours from yeah Well live when we went, nowhere, but
0: when we live it is that far away. But when we lived in kalamazoo <laughs> we had a we had a fraternity brother from Chicago and when he would go home on holiday, he would bring oh, yeah. back Crock pot full of Italian beef I love it. back to Kalamazoo. And so that's oh, yeah. the only way I knew Portillo's was because he would come back from Chicago. But oh, a cake shake right sounds way. delightful.
2: It's Thanks. incredible. And there was this moment where, because I was post C section, I could not cry like, could not actually cry yeah. because yeah. it would be a whole body experience yeah. that I could not do at that moment. Right. Because um, it hurt so bad. And so I told Matt, I was like, I need to go and get a cake shake Mm -hmm. immediately because that's the only thing that I can do to channel (laughs) all of this right now. And so I I think that's really what it was—is just like finding the things that make it all still feel okay um, in that moment of just impossible.
0: Yeah, for sure. So we made it to here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Two years later, we always
1: find a way to make it right? right.
0: Yeah, you know, up until the point of you know having. Uh, Georgie and Lily Was there any sort of like In quotations prep work You guys did or like any sort of like How did you go You know being a a Parent sometimes you know you hear like Here's the books here's the classes Um, Well yeah a lot of that times for single Kids so was there anything you had to do Knowing the twins were coming I think it was the biggest thing was
3: Figuring out what we needed two of And what we didn't (laughs) like Yeah (laughs) Like cribs, two, right? A stroller that could fit two things, yes. Two car seats. Um, and kind of adjusting expectations, right? From the time that we found out we were having twins, you know, up until that point, granted, it had been in just a couple months, but like from the time we found out we were pregnant until we found out we were having twins, it was like, okay, like we've got one kid on the way. Like, mm-hmm. and the planning starts right away. Obviously, you guys both know that. Like, you start, Alicia, I'm very fortunate. Um, her degree, her degree is actually in child development. So, um, very fortunate that she has an incredible pulse on all of those things. And, um, I don't remember what the book is called, but I got, you know, a first time dad book, so I could try to keep up and learn all the things that, um, I didn't know up to that point. Um, but you know, we, we definitely shifted expectations and, and yeah, like, I mean, it, it felt, it felt busy from that point on, I think like, we definitely did a lot of preparation, um, figuring out, you know, talking to people, other people who had twins and figuring out what their experiences were like, how to just anticipate what was coming as best as we could without, um, you know, actually experiencing it yet.
2: Yeah. I feel like a lot of the things you have to, like, throw out the book that they generically give you because yeah. yeah. it doesn't even work even a little bit anymore. <laughs> um, and really lean in, like, genuinely. I know this is going to be, like, the most... Z- zillennial type answer i could give i was on tiktok every day <laughs> looking at videos of yeah. like how are people doing this
1: fantastic um, resource not like, my wife yeah my wife also has a degree in in uh early childhood education child development and yeah. is still on like mom tiktok yeah. and educator tiktok because it's while it is a very entertaining thing it can also be a very good resource for that like even so if it is as, as simple as seeing what other people are going through so you can prepare your emotions for the, yeah. those moments right like hey i'm i'm up every 2 hours i'm not just feeding one child and putting them back to bed we both right. have to be up we both have to carry you know take a kid things oh, like, yeah. like those yeah. kinds of experiences just knowing people are going through them, sure was helpful
2: oh yes. my gosh so much well and even like seeing how how it was actually happening because a lot of times the work, at least for me was so overwhelming. I was like, okay, logistically though, how do we do this? And so things of like, how to put both children in a carrier Mm -hmm. because Mm, sometimes it was going to be just me when we, uh, when I first went back to work, it was just me taking the girls to our childcare and Matt taking them back. And so like, how am I going to get, to and from and the other logistical thing that was like a side venture of that is we live in like Chicago proper and so we live on the second story of a three flat and so it was like how do you do all of this and have none of the comforts of the suburbs where you can like easily just walk Mm. into your garage and get them all in the stroller Mm. or do this or like staging area oh my gosh yeah. yeah like all that stuff you don't even think of or like how to put all of the milk just in one container. Cause if you do all the individual bottles, like, Oh my gosh, you're going to be drowning. It. <laughs> um, we also very much took on uh, some methodologies mm. from the hospital too, that helped us prepare yeah. that were like absolutely, a preparing, like our home for that type of, um, change, but like how to prepare our dogs and like the yeah. things that people mm-hmm. normally do. But, um, like the, one of the things that they focused in on was what things you actually have to wash, yeah. um, where you want to have like secondary stations. Mm-hmm. So like you had a napping station in our living room, in our bedroom and in their room. Um, mm-hmm. And they really broke it down in a way that was just so, so helpful. Like yeah. Northwestern, um, they, they are a dream to work with and they yeah. really Outside of TikTok, Northwestern was our biggest support and purple. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I,
1: something I don't think I ever thought of. Uh, I, I haven't spent a lot of time. There are twins in our family. There was a time, basically, in the seven weeks before that first ultrasound when you find out how many are in there. We were expecting twins because we're like, oh, yeah. it's it's like worst case scenario. Like you have to imagine that we're gonna have two. Like that's just how this goes. Uh, I would consider ourselves lucky to not have twins, but um it's the one thing i don't think i ever thought of was the pure logistics of it it's like truly when you have one kid there are a lot of logistics right when you have a newborn baby you have to support the head you have to make sure everything is around uh when they start rolling you have to make sure things are in arm's reach so you know there are logistics but you don't have to think about them that much because they almost just come to you naturally right like hey he rolled away from me when I was trying to change a diaper. I should keep wipes closer so I don't have to like get up and go get them, right? Things like that. Yeah. But when you have twins, there's no time to just feel those things out, right? Because oh, you're yeah. you're just busy all the time. Is that w- was that one of the biggest challenges you guys faced? Yeah,
3: I think so. Yeah, I, I think like one of the things that I was thinking about with in terms of like preparation too. I think probably the single best piece of advice that we got. I don't remember where it came from. Is just like with two like keep them on the same schedule. Oh. Um in terms of like feeding changing napping all those things like there's going to be variables in there that we you can't control of course, but as much as you can like keeping them on the same schedule so you're not like we would feed them at the same time like you know holding the two bottles in the double boppy yeah. as opposed to spending I don't know, you know 15 or more minutes feeding one yeah. and then you still have another 15 or more minutes feeding the second one. Um, so trying to like pair things up that could be paired up as much as possible, I think definitely like streamlined as much as, as much as it could, um, our processes, but yeah, like the, the challenges of navigating like two kids at one time that at first are completely codependent, right. Can't do anything on their own Yeah, diapers, feeding, you know, all of that stuff. Um, yeah, I think that was probably the most difficult part
2: yeah I mean, logistics drive our household right yeah. now um True. and have for the past two years at this point yeah. um, it it requires everything to be so structured, but i I didn't realize that the hardest part of that would be that you have to take away some of those sweet moments that mm-hmm. you get to see other people have. Yeah. so like, even things like falling asleep on the couch next to your baby. We we couldn't because well a Matt sleepwalks like crazy so that's step one. <laughs> step one. Yeah. But also like you have two babies you can't safely protect yeah. two at the same time you can't. Oh sorry I got a timer going off. Uh, <laughs> you you just can't do it the same way and so really? like our girls. I don't think they could fall asleep getting snuggled. They have to be in their bed alone more or less um, yeah. unless they're not feeling well. Yeah, then. absolutely. But yeah, just like those things that um, like we didn't hold them much while we were feeding them their bottles because yeah. it was more efficient to have them in their boppies yep. and um, things like that that just had to look different to get the tasks accomplished. Yeah.
1: It's wild to think about and hear you say that because, like, I think I have a Polaroid right above my desk, actually. I'm looking at it, of Ben asleep with me, on asleep on the couch, right? Like, just something yeah. simple like that. Like, when he was small, I, we were asleep on the couch because he was a terrible sleeper and would only sleep like that. You guys, right. never, like, those are experiences you guys never got to have, and it, it's it's wild yeah. to think about. Um, As they have grown, would you say the initial because Joe and I talk about right now is probably the hardest part for us, right? With two toddlers running around, being menaces, tearing the house apart. Like, <laughs> at my t- I have two boys, so they are they wrestle. They throw things at each other. They're wild. Um, would you say the newborn phase for you guys was the hardest? Or is it like gotten progressively harder as they've gotten older or easier?
3: I think it's gotten progressively harder. Like, ever since they started taking those first steps, right, we're like, all right, where do we got to install the baby gate to, like, we don't have like a very large home but it's like large enough where I've, i mean any home right they're gonna yeah. get into there's stuff to get into um yeah i think as, as they've been able to move around they can open doors now um which is just like dastardly like
1: <laughs> one of the worst phases yeah like
3: i'm closing the bedroom door behind them to come out and wash my hands really quick and then i hear little feet stomping behind me and i'm like oh my gosh i forgot you can open that now like um <laughs>
2: They flicked a deadbolt, and I was like, "No, no, 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 no! Yeah. We're not, we're not it doing that." Too much. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. So I think definitely at this point, like in the in the exploratory phase before they listen to instructions better, it, it's definitely increased in difficulty. And um, we've really like, we're constantly talking about ways we can adapt our home to like, just accommodate them better, um, whether it be the spaces that they play in or like how to set up their room where they they aren't going to like I mean they've destroyed the curtains in there at this point but like <laughs> where they're not pulling on the curtains and things along those lines um it's yeah it's it's, it's gotten more difficult for sure
2: yeah yeah i feel like for me it's <laughs> it's a shift in difficulty uh yeah. the initial difficulty like postpartum was Alicia more difficult um because i was going through so many other things so like when i think about for me what was a more difficult period a hundred percent that time Mm -hmm. which time period tests my patience a lot more (laughs) and is more challenging and like just grinding away every single day oh it's this one for sure without a doubt uh lily looked at me dead in my eyes and dumped her cup of milk out for Mm -hmm. dinner and i was like okay um, I don't like that at yeah. all. <laughs> yeah,
1: girls too. I don't, um, I don't. I don't. I don't have any girls, so I. Joe has regaled me with stories of that attitude. I, uh, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm geez. set up for that.
0: Yeah, of course, it's fierce, Kathy. but so
2: is the sweetness.
0: Yeah, sure. right. Literally. So, so as you know, you've moved up, or as they've moved up, and you know are now two years old. Um. How I guess. First, I kind of want to talk about the personalities, because seeing them at camp just for a weekend, they are very different.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very different. So
0: how did, Um, I guess, when did you start to notice the personalities between the two kind of start to shift? And, you know, and they kind of then took their own paths to be in their own little human beings. Yeah
2: immediate for for yeah. me at least it felt immediate i couldn't necessarily fully tell their faces apart right yeah. away uh, to be <laughs> right. entirely honest we still don't know if they're identical or not
3: we put a mark on their foot at first just to make sure yeah and then we, we ended them. up
2: putting one behind yeah. their ear when we brought them home like it was yeah. it was a process um but immediately you could like if you spent a moment with them talking and and looking at them and everything Lily has always had all of the highs and all of the lows of emotions. She experiences the full breath of life. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Georgie, like she's gonna end up moving to Colorado someday and having the most chill vibes ever. Like yeah. she is just here. She's no nonsense, but she's just here for the vibes mm-hmm. and is like very middle of the road. She doesn't she'll let you know when something's wrong, but just like yeah. she's here for it,
3: yeah. Yeah, I I would agree with all of that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Definitely very early on. Like, it's, and and they've, it's, they've definitely like diverged. Like, I mean, you know, as kids just get more strong, like their personalities become stronger. So, and then I think they've continued to like follow their own tracks. Like, even they interact, obviously, all, like all the time, right? When they're at home, they they go to, they're in the same room at the preschool that they're in. um, And like, they, they, But they still just have very distinct personalities, and they've definitely tracked, like Alicia said, it's like the same, that same general concept, and it's just kind of grown as they've grown and learned more.
2: And I'd say foundationally, too, like, so Lily was our uh, NICU baby, Mm -hmm. and Georgie was out of there as soon as she could be out of there, Um, and... I believe like as crazy as it is, like we think of these times and we're like, there's no way that can be that foundational. But for the first two weeks of Lily's life, for the bulk of every day, she was alone in a plastic box on all of these monitors. She couldn't be wiggly. She like, they were feeding her. They were doing everything they could to stabilize her. She had a uh, mm-hmm. premature apnea of prematurity. Um, and so basically would just like stop breathing. And so... Mm-hmm with that, she was in a very restricted space and was not doing any gross motor development. Mm -hmm. But we had those black and white pictures and she was watching them all the live long day. Like she was having a lot of mental stimulation, but not much physical. And then Georgie on the flip side had every bit of Matt and I's family over yeah. because we just needed people who could sit with her. Yep. Um, of course we wanted to see them too, but we were like, can you watch her yeah. while we go? Yeah. And yeah. they're like, yes. Yeah. So she was able to experience so many different people, so much more yeah. tummy time. And yeah. I mean, right now, even Lily's cognition is just bonkers. Like mm-hmm. she can sing her ABCs and count to 20 yeah. And then Georgie will climb anything and yeah. has like this gross motor that is just insane. So they're yeah. like opposite in that way. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it does go back to that early on.
3: Yeah, I would agree. And it's almost nice too, because, you know, I mean, I'm sure with, with both of you having an older kid and a younger kid, you see the younger kid reaching milestones sooner, like because they have 100%. someone to model all of those things. And I think like in their own way for Georgie and Lily, with with the different kind of tracks they've been on like they've been able to you know Georgie reaches a physical milestone. she she walked first you know crawling more efficiently off of her stomach um things like that and then you know Lily sees that and then she follows suit. and then on the flip side of that in terms of just like talking like Lily formed words more quickly I think her vocabulary is larger and you know, again, she she's, told she's, me
2: she was frustrated last week, yeah. and I was like, "Okay,
3: yeah, <laughs> wow." You thank you for telling me.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, <laughs> and and then Georgie, you know, of course, gets to hear all those things and and catch up in her in her own way on that side. So it's like it's been nice in that sense, I think, yeah. too, of like getting to nurture them a little bit differently and see them um, within their own the own circle of the just the two of them like nurture each other too.
1: Yeah. That was going to be a big question of mine. So that it's funny you bring that up. My son, my older son was uh pretty significantly speech delayed. He's been seeing a speech therapist since he was 18 months old. Um my second son not a problem at all. Like 9 <laughs> yeah. months was already starting to form words, like not even yes. close to being an issue. And so that was leading right into that about uh how they not only form their own uh like personalities, but that same development tracks and things like that is awesome to hear that uh it, one is good at at one thing one is good at the yeah. other and they feed off each other that's really cool that's that's much different than i would have thought uh having twins would have been like
3: yeah. yeah and i think in a different world if we had brought both of them home at the same time or if they had both been in the nicu like alicia said you know you it's hard to wrap your mind around a you know a two week period at the beginning of their life having such a, like a lasting impact but it really does feel like yeah. that you know was a foundational moment for each of them in their own in the you know in, as individuals um and so in a different world it could have been you know more in tandem you know parallel mm-hmm. traveling together and par- uh as parallel lines um and kind of doing the same thing at the same time but
0: yeah yeah um so i just want to backtrack again one more time um matt you know as the babies were here and Alicia had come out of, you know, C-section. How did, I mean, you had the, one of your daughters in the NICU and one at home. How did you as a dad um, kind of take that on to support Alicia with what she needed coming out of that C-section, but then also being a dad of twin newborns and trying to navigate that? Cause I know like, you know, with Jared and Jared and I, you know, Kayla and Katie, they had natural births. Um, but our, you know, our wife still needed support with this and that. And I, with C-sections, it's a little bit more extensive. There's a little bit more healing, a lot more going on in that process, even with one baby's tough being the partner, um, to support. So with two babies, how was, how was navigating that?
3: Um, I mean, candidly, certainly I would not say I did as good of a job as I would have liked to reflecting back on that period. Like, um, this is like getting, a, I don't know, a little deeper, but like, school has always been a high priority to me. And I think in that period, like at the stage I was at, it took not always the first priority, but a lot of the times, um, I think uh, we we reflect on it on the time quite a bit, actually. And like, Alicia had to be self-supportive in a lot of areas that she should not have had to be. Um, And so, you know, that's not to say there weren't times that I was a, a good or great dad, but um, you know, by and large, I think there were a lot of areas that I fell short in terms of just being there for her, being there for Georgie and Lily, and um really just I guess having my priorities straight. Um, you know, after so like after finishing school, I had a break before I started my one year residency program during which I was studying for um the licensure examinations that I had to take to be licensed in the state of Illinois and Um, during that time I was watching, I had them, Alicia was back to work, um, in May, I think, right?
2: Uh, just after Memorial Day. Just
3: after Memorial Day. And so there was like about a two month period or so before they kind of shifted into the childcare option that we had, um, where I was watching them and studying at the same time. And so I think that was like, probably the, not probably like that was the first time where I, um, I think really started to more so fulfill like a larger role, um, you know instead of instead of being being a player on the same team, but then sometimes, you know opting to take a step back. And,
1: yeah,
2: I'll give them so, credit where it's due, though. Yeah. That man washed so many pump parts. Yeah. He Love up it. With every oh my god. The the like yeah. that was really the biggest support. Like uh, the, the full transparent answer is yeah. Like he wasn't everything I needed him yeah. to be, but I didn't know what I needed.
0: Right. To yeah.
2: be, it was such a, an experience that. I still don't like, I'm still seeing my postpartum therapist to figure all that out. We don't (laughs) even know. Um, But with that, like the biggest thing that I think Matt did do was he was a part of it in the ways that he knew how, I think if anyone else were in the same circumstances, because i find most moms now that when I talk to them, they're like, I didn't know what to ask for. I didn't Mm -hmm. know what I needed. Um, Really the biggest thing. And I think twin mom or otherwise that people would ask for or say that they need is they need their partner to be their advocate during that time Mm -hmm. because you lose your voice. Um, yeah. Or, or at least for me, it felt like I lost my voice, and that was never anything. Back to me not knowing when to stop talking. It's never <laughs> something I had ever experienced. And things that I usually would speak up about, um, I, I stopped, and, and I don't know why. Um, but I will say, if you are looking for any tips for people who are new dads, don't go golfing. That's not the answer.
1: Yeah.
2: Don't go golfing. <laughs> no, bro.
3: Not just don't do notice.
2: that. Like that's really the uh, only piece. Just don't go golfing. I'm gonna
1: be honest with you. It's yeah. very lucky my sons are born at the end of the summer and beginning of fall because I <laughs> didn't have the opportunity. Like it was already fall. I had kind of gotten it all out already. Um, yeah. <laughs> if I had early spring babies, it would have been a. It would have been a tough summer. I'm mean, gonna. I'll be oh, transparent. Yeah. It would have been a tough summer. <laughs> um. I. I think it's. It's so interesting to hear you talk about this right because comparing with our own experiences and things like that joe and i would both agree we were better dads on the second kid than we were on the first kid i that is yeah, just absolutely. like a net because that first kid comes out and you are you're just doing what you feel natural to do right you're doing as much as you can but it's also much less we've already talked about this it's much less going on right they they eat they sleep they poop and then rinse and repeat even, you know, and we had slightly different experiences, Joe and I did, where my wife was also, my first son wouldn't latch. So he was a full, we were full-time pumpers. There's a picture somewhere on our Big Dad Energy Instagram, you'll have to scroll back to find it. of We donated all of our milk when he uh, was done breastfeeding um, because my wife was also an overproducer. We had, like, I can't even I can't even quantify, like, hundreds of ounces of milk. Hundreds that we donated because we just had so much. We bought a separate chest freezer for the basement. Damn. We had so see yes Damn. yes yeah. because there's just so much you're like um, I this doesn't fit anywhere I and we can't get rid of it because it's so valuable like we have to keep it yeah um and so but we just kind of felt our way through it because we had the flexibility of it was less structured you know less you're just kind of feeling your way through we also I was lucky enough that um my son was born in 2020 um we never had a lapse in jobs but I suddenly was a remote worker. So for, mm. and my wife taught kindergarten online for that first year. So for the first year of my, my son's life, he had two parents at home, you know, we were working, you know, when one was on a meeting, what the other would take the baby and things like that. But like, we had such a different opportunity and then you contrast it to you guys who had two kids right away, all logistics and boom, you got to go back to work right after that. I, uh, it is, uh, you guys are superheroes in my eyes. I there's no way that I would have survived any for of that. Sure. Uh there it's just not possible.
0: Uh, yeah. I yeah, I mean, I also applaud you, Matt, for going through all that schooling and intense my goodness. I'm not built for school and <laughs> for you hey, to I'm do all that and be a dad. I'm over that. <laughs> did my time. You did your time. Um, yeah, no, I like Jared said, us as first time dads was rough there's a lot looking back on too that i'm like man there's so much so much difference that we could do and even second time dads i'm like man if i had a third one i that's the one i know it
1: <laughs> we'll see it's it's only in the cards for one of us on this podcast now so we'll that's see.
0: true yeah i'm done i am done though on that one um but before we get out of here um you know like i said jared and i come from family systems where there's just you know not twins you two you know being two having two years of experience, if somebody was coming looking for any sort of tips, tricks, advice, what would you say um you've j- somebody just found out they're gonna have twins um and maybe they're a little hesitant, they're panicky um, from your eyes now, two years in, what would you say to them? You make
3: it work somehow, yeah. <laughs> You it's going to work. Might not know how, but
2: yeah, you, you really do make it work. I think the two pieces that I would really convey, um, take care of yourself yeah. because if you're not taking care of yourself, there's no way you're going to take care of those babies. It's just okay. not going to happen. Um, keep them on the same schedule. Yes. And then if I'm allowed to add a third, yeah. Uh, get a double boppy yeah like it's, it's called the twin c pillow <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: game changer oh
2: my god it, the best yeah. thing we have ever yeah. like mm-hmm. 10 out of 10 recommend yep it's in, like a truly incredible thing
3: yeah one of the top three to five things that we purchased that made our lives like massively infinitely yeah easier. In, infinitely easier yes yeah Love that. absolutely
0: Mm-hmm. yeah i uh i love when uh people will talk about the certain products that they've bought that just like yeah. game changer you know jared and i have talked about things that we find it's it's awesome that you guys have found something that you are like yep that's the one that's what you yeah. should have
2: that's Absolutely. the one and if you live in a city and like it is a pricier stroller it was our splurge the vista v2 hmm worth it yep. up a baby like it's stupid expensive it was the best it was the splurge yeah. that we did it was the best thing we could have done yeah. um if nothing else because you can fit twins in one bassinet when you go on a walk yeah. and it's so much That's easier great. to get yeah. like it gives me so much freedom mm-hmm. when matt was still in school and i was alone during the day trying to yeah. figure out how to do the things it was the only way I was able to get outside was because I was able to hold them in my little bassinet and go down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So that's my, that's my other recommendation yeah. for products.
3: Definitely.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, thank you both so much for coming on. We appreciate it. And uh, you know, it's been so nice to hear a whole different perspective and a whole different life uh, than what we're used to. So thank you guys so much. We appreciate you guys.
2: Thanks this for awesome. having us. Appreciate you guys too.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Matt and Alicia, again for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, my goodness, what a huge different, whole different world than what we're used to.
1: Wild, absolutely wild. I, they're superheroes. I, there's no other. I, I said it earlier. The, they're they superheroes. I, it is. I think the most interesting thing to me is how thoughtful, logistically they had to be with their kids
0: yeah right like no, think back to
1: when you had cora when i had ben you're just winging it i mean there's no other way to you're just winging yeah yes you, you read and plan yeah. and have all you're just winging it you got one kid you know you're just winging it right and adding a second kid they're at different stages right like ben could walk by himself and take instructions and go places yeah. you know like He was cognizant of what's going on, so it was so it was totally different. It was just totally different. Imagine having two newborns at the same time that can't do anything, and you have to. (sighs) There's
0: scary. Joe, my first
1: thought was like, how do you support the head if you don't have two hands, right? Because you got to hold both of them. (laughs) How do you support the head if you don't have two hands? You got to hold both. Yeah, you know, like things that you would never. Thankfully,
0: yeah, Matt's eight feet tall, so his hands are like, you know, baseball mitts he can hold a whole baby in each hand, but my goodness, we are not that size. Uh, no way. it's, it's scary. It's, it's crazy to think about that. And yeah, I I I can do it. It's scary. They did it. They're amazing. Their kids are great. Hopefully if you have, uh, twins out there or potentially have twins coming on the way, uh, Matt and Alicia were able to give you a little bit of advice that, uh, might work to your benefit. um, again thank you both so much we appreciate you um you all out there um some news coming up uh jared and i will be well big dad energy will be releasing a website very soon um it's in the works uh and on that website we will be selling some merch which is very cool and very exciting Mm -hmm. uh super excited to have that so once that actually goes live we will let you all know Um, and on top of that, we are considering, um, doing some membership options, uh, whether it's Patreon or, uh, something on our website in general, um, for monthly, you know, monthly prices, you can get X, Y, Z, whether it be, you know, maybe special stickers, uh, special episodes with, uh, our wives. I'm still trying to convince them to do uh, a monthly big mom energy, just the (laughs) two of them mom it out would be cool. Um, But that's something that's in the works, and it's been something Jared and I have been talking about for a long time, and we're getting down to the end of at least the website and the merch piece of it, and very excited to get that live, so we will let you know when that happens. Um, Besides that, thank you all so much for listening. We appreciate you every week or every other week tuning in. Um, We really couldn't have done this two and a half years without you guys, Um, and we're excited to keep going. Um, so thank you all so much. We appreciate you. If you haven't go give us a like comment, rating, subscribe
1: three and a half years. Joe. You look like you're getting
0: three and a half years.
1: Ben is Ben. Is oh three and a half.
0: That's right. That's right. We're so old. It's wild. I'm losing it. Wild. Uh, it wild, but, uh, give us a like, comment, subscribe, rating, review all that good stuff. Shoot us an email at bigdadenergypod at gmail.com. Um, And thank you to Planet Ant for having us on their podcast network.
1: Hey, go find us on YouTube. You can watch our pretty faces. Uh, There's a little surprise in this last interview. If you watch through the interview, there's a little little surprise about halfway through it. So uh, go find us on YouTube, Big Dead Energy Podcast. Look it up. Subscribe. Give us some likes. Get us in the algorithm. Um, Appreciate you guys. Uh, Go follow us on Instagram, Big Dead Energy Podcast as well. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, and hopefully, you keep coming back every week. So, for both of us, I'm Jerry Szymanski.
0: I'm Joe Lopez.
1: Remember, click your tongues twice for using.
2: This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.